up, Lincoln. Come on, it's 6 o'clock. Rise and shine, rise and shine. It's time for Early Break with Sip and Jake. Brought to you by Gaina Trucking. Live from the Coppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. Here's 93.7 at tickets, Jake Sorensen. Did seem kind of meh. And Steve Sipple. Surprisingly good. This is Early Break with Sip and Jake. Sponsored by Gaina Trucking. Welcome back to Hour 2 on a Monday. Steve Sipple, Jake Sorensen, early break, fun show. So far, you got the podcast at theticketfm.com. You can always call or text us it's every day, 402-464-5685. Watch us, comment also on Facebook, Twitch, YouTube, and Twitter. The show is sponsored by Gaina Trucking. Check out their current job openings at gainatrucking.com. Why don't you uh, do something? Before we get into this discussion, I mean, do this later today. If you want to hear a great Waylon song ooh, ooh, yes. um, that rivals the one you played, well, which on. was... I played I played Waylon before. Okay. If it, Have you it, played Good Hearted Woman? No. Yeah, listen to the song Good Hearted Woman. Okay. And I think Willie's in that too. Um, and that is... That would probably rival... Uh, well, are you sure Hank done it this way? I played before uh, Mama Don't Let Your Baby. Yeah, that's good. Cowboys. That's really you good. Get that a very high strong. Score. I think Derek was here for that one. Yeah, too. it's Derek a strong Bond song. Back. That's a strong song from that era, 70s. But uh, I'd say Good Hearted Woman would be kind of like, I'm trying to compare it to like um, an iconic Eagles song, like Take it to the limit. Oh, that's a great song. Yeah, it, that, that's like what good-hearted woman. Good-hearted woman's more upbeat than take it to the limit. But um, what's an upbeat eagle song from that that incredible era they had? A uh, heartache tonight, maybe. No, um, <laughs> that's a quick no. Um, Lion eyes. No, faster. I've been running down the road trying to loosen my load. Yeah. Got to take. Let's take it easy. No, it's not take it easy. Is that is yeah, take yes. it easy? Yeah, it is. It is. God. Yeah, I don't know What's why I reacted that way. Yeah, yeah, it'd be like take it easy. So there you go. Um, Life in the fast lane, Justin says. Okay, okay. Um, before we move on, a couple texts I want to refer to, and then we'll get to my offensive line discussion um, okay. regarding your singing of Rocket Man. Yeah. Downtown Scott says that was the worst Rocket Man I've ever heard. Sip. No. No. Really? Want to try I'm to a get a pretty good singer? Want to try to get a Rocket Man? <laughs> <laughs> How was that? I like the full sandal. Is that better? <laughs> I think that might have been worse. Uh, someone says, song. I'm not a country guy, but that song was fire regarding the Waylon Jennings nice song. Nice job. Yeah. And then the uh, last one before we move on. John, regarding your description of that era of country music mm-hmm. being the best mm-hmm. ever, mm-hmm. John says, Sip, just a perfect description of the era. It was, that is your best take ever. Oh, good. Thank you. All right, takes. Um, let's get into this offensive line discussion. There's an interesting part of this discussion. You asked the question on your rundown. You want to ask it for me? Go ahead. Yeah, you asked the question on your rundown, which you construct, thank you, every day. And I look forward to receiving it because it's very – I got to tell you, it's it's like one of the highlights of my day. That's nice. When it comes into my email box because I'm like, okay, now this is going to shape tomorrow's show, mm-hmm. and I want to see what you came up with. So go ahead and ask my question then. 
Would any Husker fan push back on the idea that as the offensive line goes, the team goes this year? And you said, okay, that's the question. And then you, you're, you always followed up with some commentary. And that's what, that's, you said this, that should be how it is every year, right? Or are there instances where that's not the case? I think, I think there's instances where it's more important in some seasons than others. I think it's more of a topic in some seasons than others. Back in the day, in the 90s, you just kind of took for granted that the line was going to be really good. It wasn't a big discussion point all, okay. the, to- all the time. Um, it's been a big discussion point because it's faltered. And now, now this program is, you know, it's at a crossroads and – there's no doubt that you could identify that group as probably the most crucial to the this staff getting to 2023. Sure. And, and there's a lot of question marks up front. It has been a group that struggled. Now they have a new coach, a new direction. And it brings to mind something interesting. Adam Rittenberg, I believe, is doing a series for ESPN on the most important off-season hires in college football. He didn't pick Donovan Rayola at Nebraska. He picked Bill Bush at Nebraska. That's very important, Now, too. which one is more important? Yeah. That's a good – that would be a discussion, too. Which of the off-season hires – we've had this discussion, as a matter of fact. Which of the off-season hires is most important? You could say Whipple because he's going to call the plays. What we established was no – it doesn't matter what plays he calls if they don't block. It'll be time or if they can't block. Right. Yeah. Time to pass or roll, uh, holes to run through. So I believe that Donovan Rayola is the most important offseason hire. Bill Bush second, Whipple third. I think Bush is Bush, the job that he does will go a long way toward toward seeing if an, if this coaching staff will be back for another season. There's a lot of I mean, you would think um, that that group will improve significantly. Now, will the offensive line improve significantly? They have to. <laughs> they have to. Yeah. Now, it's complicated, right, because you have a new center and you're going to have a new right guard and, you know, basically a new left guard. Teddy... I'm told held up really well yesterday in the scrimmage. Okay. Um, those tackles, it's Teddy Prohaska and Bryce Benhart. Unless we hear something different in coming days, that, that's what your tackles will be. And we knew Teddy was going to be the and, left And tackle. it sounds like Turner Corcoran was back at practice yesterday too? Yes, he's back. Scrimmage. Well, he's yeah. been back for the last three days. Okay. Um, so, yeah, he yeah he had – it was a concussion issue. Um, so he was – I mean, when he when we went to see practice last Thursday, was it Thursday that I had to leave? Mm-hmm. Um, Thursday, yeah. He was out there running around. I mean, he didn't, he couldn't do, he couldn't put his helmet on. But you saw him like, like bouncing around, and and he had no sleeve on, no braces, nothing. I mean, it was clear what was going on, and I, and I subsequently found out. So, no Turner. So it's going to be Teddy at left tackle, Turner Corcoran at left guard, Hickson at. I I mean I I think Hickson is ingrained at center. Not sure I'd say that Bando's ingrained at right guard, but I haven't heard anything that suggests he's been overtaken at right guard. And then Bryce Benhart at right tackle. And we wonder about that, right? Now, there's always going to be some trepidation with fans because of what's happened in the past with 
with Bryce Penhart. But go back to Saturday. I mean, Scott Frost was was very complimentary of the offensive line this camp so far. So yes, he was. They've doubled the effort they had in some from last year or recent years' practices. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I have that quote, or maybe you do. Um, yeah, he said, well, I'll just paraphrase it. They, they wear a GPS advi- device, okay? They track movement of their linemen. He said that movement shows that they've doubled their effort compared to recent seasons, compared to last year. Doubled their effort. Now, <laughs> I, you know, if you're Greg Austin, my guess is you take issue with that, right? Right? I, I can read the whole quote if you want. I would appreciate that. Okay. This is Scott Frost. There, there's, there's a couple comments. Here's the first one about the offensive line. It says, it's, quote, it's good. i got to tell you, they're working harder than I've ever seen them work. That's not just my opinion. We've put a lot of science into this with NAPL Lab and with Zach Duvall. And the guys were monitors that track overall output and 100 other statistics. And they're more than doubling, in a lot of cases, the amount of effort that they put out the last couple years of practice. A lot of that has to do with the type of kids we have, and a lot has to do with Donnie Rayola and grad assistant Aaron Coling working yeah. with them. Yeah, they've been, They're doing an unbelievable job, and I've been pleased with the way they're playing. Did you know that yearly Medicaid renewals will start again soon? This means millions of people who were enrolled in Medicaid during the pandemic may no longer be eligible for coverage. If this may impact you, the good news is you have options. Anthem Blue Cross and Blue Shield can help answer your questions so you can find an affordable health plan for you and your family. We want you to feel confident you're covered. Click to learn more. Policy exclusions and limitations apply. Anthem Blue Cross and Blue Shield is the trade name of Anthem Health Plans, Inc., Okay. Um, now, now the follow-up was, what's, what kind of stats are we talking about here? What, what's the output with the stats you're talking about? He says, quote, more movement, more coming off the ball, more effort, and their individual periods in practice are tough. Sometimes they get a little frustrated in team because the linemen are dog-tired by the time they get to our, to our team drills. We'll probably have to curtail that as we get into the season a little bit, but the work that they've gotten done is extraordinary in camp That's yeah Scott Frost yeah when he said that I felt like less of an idiot because I I said on the show that the remember the first go-round of when the media could watch practice and I remarked about how tough Rayola's drills were to start off the day I remarked on it and it and, and I said man those guys still have a full practice ahead and I it did it it I, I mean, I, I'm not patting myself on the back. I'm just saying that those individual drills they do are – I this line won't get tired, I don't think. I don't think you're going to see a line huffing and puffing with Donovan Rayola. Not that you did with Austin, though. Did you Did you think that was an issue? Did you think fatigue I – didn't, I didn't see linemen that looked visibly fatigued. I didn't. Maybe – certainly not mm. last year. Did you see that? No, I didn't. I don't know if I saw guys getting. Fatigued. I think Greg tracked this stuff. Um, it's a complicated discussion, by the way. It is because if you have a high intensity, high intensity, long duration workout on Monday, then Tuesday you're probably not doing that, right? These are the discussions coaches, head coaches, and offensive line coaches and assistant coaches have. 
if we have a high intensity, long duration practice on one day, then it better be medium, medium the next or low, medium or low, low in the next day, right? You can't just, they can't be dog tired all the time. You run them into the ground and you lose them before yeah, the season begins. You can't have that. Right. So I, I appreciate that Scott said that. You got to curtail that. That's what I thought. My immediate thought when I watched that first practice, the first part of practice, was those guys are going to get to team drills and, and they're not going to, they're going to be dog tired. I didn't say dog tired, but they're going to be really tired because they were worn out after the, those drills. Now, now you could say, no, that's what you want because in the game, it's going to be rough, especially in the heat, heat of September. Those guys got to get ready for it. I'm sure that's you know that's part of what Donovan's thinking, but I also think Donovan is just high intensity. Um, he's a, he'd be a tough boss, for instance. Donovan Rayola, yeah, Donovan Rayola would be a hard boss. He wouldn't be a light boss, you know. It wouldn't be what's up, bro. I've said that before. He doesn't. The the, the guys don't address him as bro. All right. I'm not. He, he says that. I'm not your bro. All right. Um, I'm your coach. So let's not do this. And he'd be that type of boss. We'll see what it works. We'll see what it looks like, Jake. We're, we are. I mean, you're leaving for Ireland on Friday. I know. It's, it's, it's on hard us. To believe it's I, on us. There's so much to do, so much to talk about. And by the way, Nebraska begins. They have an off day today. But, but along the. You know, in the context of urgency, they start hardcore Northwestern preparation tomorrow. They, you know, that hasn't now they move into that part of camp. Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday is Northwestern. Mm. We're all in focused on Northwestern. That's urgency. Oh, it's here, man. Yeah. 12 days here. away. We yeah. are 12 days out from game day. Yeah. That's that today. From- it's an off day. They have, a, they have a team event. It'll be fun. I know what they're doing. I'm not going to say it. But it's they're gonna have a fun event today, and then they're gonna go. Um, then they go to off. They're off team meetings, and they have a team event. It'll be fun, and then uh, tomorrow, boom, into Northwest. I mean, just think about it. we're twelve days away from an extremely defining moment for this program in Game One. If they win Game One, they have a very not guaranteed, but very very strong chance of having the same amount of wins as last season by their third game of this Wouldn't year. Would that be something? They they could be three and zero. With a monster game with against the Oklahoma, Oklahoma game, yeah, monster game in Lincoln, monster with belief. You know, okay, yeah. Look, we didn't shoot ourselves oh, in the foot yet. It makes we, me nervous to think about it. That's I hope a good they don't nervous. feel that way. What's, if they if they get to three, you know, it's awesome. Yeah. If they lose, don't talk about it. Then I don't I don't know where the season goes, but I don't see it going very well. Just promise me this. Oh, and I, this is going to be a hard promise. So get ready. I'm going to ask you something. If they lose one of those first three games, I'm going to ask you to do something. Keep your sense of humor. Can you do I'm that? I'm a Dolphins fan. I know what losing feels like. Okay. I always have a sense of humor. <laughs> okay. Keep your sense of humor. Hey, speaking of the Dolphins, I received a text a second ago from a guy that's listening, a Tampa Bay Bucks fan. We had a deal. Oh. Big Slim on the text line. Big, you know, Big Slim. Slim. Yeah. Big Slim, I was talking to him, was, you know, he said, whoever wins that game gets to talk crap on the radio. He could call me and say, you know, the Dolphins suck. When's this game happening? It was Saturday. Oh. Dolphins beat the Bucks, 26-24. So Big Slim, the Bucks suck. Take that. Fins up, baby. Who is a Bucks quarterback? Uh, they, they, well, you could get well, me on this. 
they played a couple guys. Okay. They played Blaine Gabbert. <laughs> okay. Gabbert. Wow. And Kyle Trask from okay. Florida. Okay. So is, is Gabbert ahead of Trask? Yeah. Okay. But you know who the Dolphins played the entire game? The entire game? Snap one, just the final snap. Their rookie quarterback, seventh-round pick from Kansas State. And I thought he looked pretty good. Okay. Skyler Thompson. Is that right? Skyler Thompson. I did not watch much of him at Kansas State. Right. He looked pretty good. I think he had some injury problems. There's one. I, I think I remember that was the problem. He looked good. I mean, and the Dolphins' offense looked pretty good. I mean, Mike McDaniel, pretty ingenuitive here. Pretty ingenuitive. Yeah. That's a okay. word, right? It is. Okay. Yeah. Let's make sure I didn't mess that yeah. up. Yeah. Ingenuity. I, was, I, I was think that's a word. Ingenuity. I was reading... Uh, Ingenuity? I was reading um, some tweets from Brian Baldinger, who's an NFL guru. Mm-hmm. You know, he's Baldy, you know, former former NFL player, too. And he, he was gushing, gushing over the Dolphins' offense, saying this. <laughs> well, we've lapsed into Dolphins' talk, which saying, is not I, what people exactly want. In, okay? I don't think it's exactly what people want, except it is news you to me. You said humor, and I, <laughs> I've lived a life of humor it is, being a Dolphins fan. It is news to me. That Ben Stilley yes. has a chance to make the 53-man roster. Would you say that? Yeah. Always got a chance. I'm not saying it's it's a like the – I don't know where the lean is right now, if he's in or out in terms of that cut. Ben Stilley, one of five linemen, Nebraska, defensive linemen Nebraska lost, by the way. And, I mean – You comment he, look, he looks thinner to he looks He looks slim to me. It looks like he's slimmed well, up. Miami Heat will do that, too. Be, you know, it's hot down there. Yeah. They'll wear you down. But anyway – that that bull rush that you showed me on video, he looked he looked lean and mean, and he pushed that lineman, that NFL lineman, deep into the backfield. It was a very impressive yes. play. Yeah, and the fact that Stilly, I don't know how to size this up. That Stilly, I mean, that's a big loss, obviously for Nebraska. Damian Daniels, they lost Damian Daniels, right? They lost DeAndre Thomas. They lost Casey Rogers. They lost Jordan Riley. Now they fortified. And I think they feel better, Nebraska. I think they, Jake, I think they feel better about what they got compared to what they would have had. Now, now still he wasn't an option. Damian Daniels could have come back for his sixth year. DeAndre yep. Thomas could have come back. Could have. Jordan Riley could have come back. Casey Rogers could have come back. Um, I don't know if I'm missing somebody in there or not, but they, I know I'm not. They, but they feel better. I know Nebraska feels better about what they have now. But that the reason I bring up Stilly is, you know, why I bring up Stilly because I would say, are you sure you feel better? Stilly's about make the about to make the fifty three at Miami, perhaps. Po- yeah, possibly. Are you sure you feel better he looked, about these again, guys? Again, he's been a guy that you're hearing a lot of tweets about. You see a lot of good reports about Ben Stilly. That's in a great. Miami. That's great. Undrafted feel, free agent. God, I not feel drafted happy for him because he loves the game. He's all. He's all. He was always all in here. Oh, man, I'd love to see him make that roster. Well, and wouldn't that make your season a little more fun, too, that you got yeah. a Nebraska kid got a, out there? Got a kid from got Nebraska. Right down the road in Ash, from Ashland, right? Right down right down the highway. Yes. Maybe you could the drive Dolphins down barely there. barely ever have Husker players. It's Maybe weird. you could drive down there and watch a game in Ashland, that little bar off the highway. Just, Which one just would that thought. be? Parker's? I don't know what it, no, not Parker's right off uh, in town, right off six, yeah, in town. Oh, it's uh, BW's. Is it God? You know, B- I love BW's. It's a great yeah, town. I love there. Ashland. You could go in there. You no, know, I love it. I love that town. I bet they'd be watching Dolphins games in there on Sundays if Ben's playing. Big fan of, wouldn't uh, they? Yeah, boy, surely. Yeah, surely. Big fan of Ashland and Ben's Tilly. 
Oh, there was a. This is a. We got to get to this next segment. This is interesting. Go ahead. Triple option yeah. still in play at Nebraska. Yeah. Does that I'm, mean Logan Smothers is in play? Talk about that next. Yeah. Break on the ticket.